0: Music Publishing Podcast, Episode 2. This is the Music
1: Publishing Podcast, with your host, Dennis Tobensky. Join Dennis in his weekly nuts-and-bolts conversations with composers, performers, and other arts professionals as they navigate their careers as concert musicians in the 21st century.
0: And now your host, Dennis Tobensky. Hello, and welcome to the Music Publishing Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Tobensky. Today, I'm joined by composer Jennifer Jolly to talk about rejection and collaboration. Jen and I have known each other in an online-only, chatting-on-Twitter sort of way for about five years, and I've always thought that she does cool things, so it was a bit of a no-brainer to ask her to be my second guest. It was a bit of an adventure making the episode happen, though. We tried to schedule it a week after I talked with Alex Shapiro, but had a sudden scheduling conflict come up, so we moved it back a week. When we sat down a week later, Google Hangouts decided that it didn't want to cooperate at all. When we tried again the week after that, the third time was indeed a charm. There's still two little moments when Jen's connection cuts out briefly, but what can you do? For links to Jen and to some of the organizations we talk about in the episode, you can find them at musicpublishingpodcast.com slash mpp2. Enjoy.
1: All right, I'm here with Jen Jolly this week, uh, guest number two. Hello, Jen.
2: Hello. I am good. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm glad that the uh, the tech is finally working.
2: I, 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 know. I hope.
1: I hope that third time's a charm. <laughs> I'm
2: hoping also, like maybe there's something in my future where I need to give, like, make a little idol, like an electronic music god or some kind of technology god. Mm-hmm. Where we just give small sacrifices. I don't know what the sacrifices would be, but you know, just to keep things running smoothly, I'd be down with creating one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be that might be necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Mass-produced <laughs> one. I'll, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yep, yep,
2: definitely, definitely. <laughs>
1: So, uh, you and I met on Twitter a number of years ago, right? That's where yes. we originally. Yes, uh, like
2: a while ago. It's probably something internet related, and probably on Twitter, which is funny. yeah,
1: yeah. I was I was big into Twitter. Like, I think I stopped like three years ago, so it'd be like five ish. That sounds about right. So we, we we knew each other in 140 character form. Um, yes, and this is yes. we, We've we've never met in meet space yet. No, uh, but
2: uh, one but day. I think- one yes, one day I think it <laughs> will happen definitely.
1: <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about um, you, what you do, your music, where we can find you on on the interwebs.
2: Yes. Um, so what do I do? I'm a composer. Um, I'm also an academic. I teach at Ohio university and that's something of a title that I have to get used to, although I should by now I've been teaching there for about four years. Um, And I would say that that's my main job Mm
3: -hmm. because
2: it takes up a lot of time, but I do teach full time at the institution um, with a studio of undergrads. Actually, I do not teach graduate students. That's kind of, kind of like it. I kind of like it where I'm shaping or screwing up young minds. Nice. Um, And I definitely try to write music while I can. So, Mm -hmm. um, we're just wrapping up at the end of classes, which means I might go into hibernation mode and crank out all the material I possibly can. Nice. Um, and then if I have other like time for projects, I do teach at interlock in. So I'll be starting up again, um, teaching at the summer camp there for my second year in a row. And I do have this opera company, which I very much try to run in like little snippets of time that I have. <laughs> so um, nothing has killed me. This Good. may be our last interview if it does. <laughs> so <laughs> But that's that's more or less what I do. And um nice. fortunately as a composer I do I have performances. I actually do have one coming up with uh, Mason Middle School outside mm-hmm. of Cincinnati and they will pre- be premiering a sixth grade beginning band piece. Oh cool. and that was actually a lot of fun to write, not gonna lie. So yeah. these are these are things that I do.
1: Yeah, nice. I, I, I like the idea of writing for um for younger players. I just uh, recently got a wild hair and I was like, I'm gonna write a piece for like high school orchestra. Just, Ooh. I, I wanna do that. Cause I, you know, I, and I know that when um, I had coffee with my, uh, one of my high school orchestra directors like almost a year ago now. And she, she was like, you know, I went to the Midwest clinic and I could not find anything for like a good, High school orchestra that isn't like just warmed over crap,
2: yeah, you know what i um I remember once when I was an undergrad and I went to um, school at University of Southern California, and Frank mm-hmm. DeKilling teaches there. Mm-hmm. I remember once he was talking about like how he writes a lot of band music there was actually at that time, and this was the late nineties, early two thousands and mm-hmm. he was like. Well, he thinks part of the reason why he's successful at it is because, yes, he knows how to write for a band very well, but that also there's not so great music out there.
1: Mm hmm. Oh, did we. Oh, you're frozen. Oh, no. <music>
2: <laughs> okay we froze for a good chunk so if i need to repeat any of what i just said
1: <laughs> <laughs> i uh i got up till uh that there's not a lot of great music according to to frank T. kelly yes
2: and that well at the time i think there's mm. a lot more like a lot th- yeah. has changed in the yeah, past yeah. like 15 16 years mm-hmm. easily um but that um maybe at that time like You know, you had people writing for sixth grade and not really taking it seriously. Yeah. You know, like, I think that, you know, I I met the sixth graders. I was there in January, and I get to see them very, very shortly. But just, I I was actually asking them, like, well, what do you want in a piece of music? I tend to do things with transportation. Oh, Mm -hmm. what does a plane sound like? How would you, like transcribe that for your medium that you play with your instruments and whatnot. So, um, I think that it's certainly changed over the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about this piece and, and, uh, yeah, I think you should absolutely write for high school orchestra. I can hook you up with the people I know, (laughs) you
1: know, awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, especially the band world, things have really, really turned around because there's so many great people doing that. And I think orchestra might, it might be falling behind. Um, what, what my old director had said was that, she found either like really terrible transcriptions of like movie music, like her her students desperately desperately wanted to do the 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 Avengers.
2: Oh yeah,
1: they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we want to do that, and she couldn't find a decent orchestration. Just you know, it, it, was, it was like for band, it was amazing, right? You know really well done but then the orchestra mm-hmm. transcription was was just awful and, and she tried to get in touch with the the publishers to be like hi i will re-orchestrate this for this for you and i will just give it to you like wow. if i can have permission
3: oh.
1: to do this for my students and they they were like eh, no. like they just
3: yeah that's unfortunate nothing
1: so that, oh. and i i think that and she said the the other thing that she found is Transcriptions of you know good band pieces, and you know sometimes they're great, and sometimes they're 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 not. But I think that they're pretty yeah. The the, like that level of orchestra, I think there's a a lack of good stuff right now.
2: Oh bummer. Well maybe maybe you can fix that.
1: Hopefully I'll I'll lead the charge. (laughs) 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 So the. The big thing, uh, you know, last, last week when we talked a little bit, I was like, oh, you know, of course I want to talk about the thing that I think everybody like always talks about with you, your blog, which I love.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. I did not expect it to ever have a following ever. It's like, here's some cats and here's some rejection letters. Mm -hmm. Yay. Here's not what I do or would like to do for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Although blogging Blogging is okay. I wouldn't mind, like, to say doing that. I mean, uh, granted, we can go into this whole other conversation of like, what is like do for a living actually mean. But oh, yeah, um, yeah, I did not, I did not know I would have a following outside of Cincinnati or even outside of the state of Ohio. It's been a thing. So <laughs> thank you. Thank I think,
1: you. I think what's so great about the the blog it is like the, obviously like the the rejection letters are, are what I think resonate so much with with all of us because we 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 get you know truckloads of them every, every year. And I, oh, I think, yes. pu- you know, putting those out there and, and owning them and, and doing with doing it with such grace and, and good humor.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I, I think that, like, that's really the thing that makes it so, so great to read is, you know, Oh yeah, this person, you know, Oh, these people wrote like a really bad rejection letter, uh, but okay, we'll just move on and we'll, yeah. we'll do the next thing.
2: Well, um, fortunately, what I I like about my blog, now that I'm an educator, it's really Mm -hmm. like, should I enter competitions? And I think, yeah, you know, if it's not going to put you out of sorts, if you're not writing a piece specifically for a competition, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't cost you much time, that's fine. Don't expect to win anything. I don't win things. I don't win things, guys. I have 90 such letters of proof these are Mm -hmm. my problems you know Um, when I first started posting them they hurt like Mm -hmm. the reason why I started doing it was because I was approaching that age 30 which is not that old I'm just gonna say that Um, and I just I had to find a way to like deal with it I mean this is like you know, my graduate student in healthcare care wouldn't let me see a therapist over a stupid rejection letters, so yeah. I'm just gonna post them online. Mm-hmm. And I, re- and here's the other thing too: is like we're in the majority. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. like yeah. strength in numbers, dude. So, exactly. Um, so I'm gonna have a record of it for my students. Mm-hmm. And now when I get them, now I'm like, Meh. and I was like able to find a way to kind of capitalize on. The feeling of rejection which actually does take time and actually takes like work time um yeah. as i i went to a conference in um in baltimore the new music gathering which is like a yeah. wonderful wonderful place oh, and I I um i know um this guy kevin and i'm like forgetting his last name at the top of my head but he works for a new music box um but he was trying to explain the economics of composing and also like the economics of rejection. And that mm-hmm. he was basically saying that when we go through rejection, that actually is time spent. You know what I mean? It's not wasted, it's like, yes, it's depressed or how are we feel about rejection mm-hmm. letters, but that is a legitimate time spent toward our craft. I'm like,
1: I, I like bravo, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. That's... It is. I do too, I do too. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost to a hundred. I think I should nice. celebrate.
3: Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to do. I, I mean, I hope that I actually get a few more rejection letters to reach the big one hundred, and then we'll see what happens from there. I
1: don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I turn and you win all of them, right?
2: Yeah. But, well, I don't know. And then we go like, well, then is it legitimate?
1: <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe if I like, if I ever win the Pulitzer, I might be like, yeah, I can't post rejections. We'll see if that ever happens.
1: Fingers crossed. We will
2: see what I will, I will like be like, guys, what do I do? This yeah. is like winning. Yeah. What do I do? Oh, but <laughs> what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, with rejections, God, there have been, yeah, there have been some really bad ones that, you know, like for, for me, like you send off, like uh, a couple of years ago, there's a piece that I just like i put my heart and soul into it it like just meant the world to me and i, I like sent it out to some things and i thought this is okay this fits what you want oh, exactly I, I and, still been there. and then you get back that rejection i mean that hurt hard that was that I mean, and it it was a little bit surprising how much that, that like really stung and yeah it took a couple of days of like being like depressed and angry and just like not
0: like like, what the fuck
1: you guys like this is a great piece Ah," you know Uh, but I I, have really tried to to take that and you know like live with it for as long as I need to which hopefully isn't very long and then use it to like springboard into another project you know like to say all right you didn't like that one I'll write something better You know, like it's Mm. kind of partly as, as, you know, just moving on and partly, you know, sometimes as that like, fuck you, I'll do, you know, you don't like this one. You'll like, you'll love the next one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it's healthy or at least we need to be healthy with like how we deal with rejection too. Like I also remember um, in graduate school, I took a sound art class and we did this, we watched this documentary about the uh, sound artist Trimpin, which this guy is like one of the coolest people on the planet. And he's like, Oh, so here's a rejection letter I received. Like he's from Germany, like the Bavarian accent. Mm. He's like, Oh yes, he's, he's this. This is a, uh, this is my fuck you file. I'm like, wait, back up. He has a fuck you file. Oh, like, I thought that was kind of brilliant. Yeah. Right? It's like, and I was like, dude, he, he knows, he knows he's pretty amazing. He's just
3: mm-hmm.
2: he's <laughs> like <laughs> this badass as that. Um, so interesting fun fact now, because like we're talking about the rejection letters and whatnot. So now I've been asked to adjudicate comp comps, and I don't uh, know how I feel about that. Yeah. I've been doing them
3: mm-hmm.
2: like on a volunteer basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Part of me's like oh, weird Oh
1: shit! I'm <laughs> I'm on the other yeah, side yeah, of this.
2: Yeah, like I'm on the other side. I'm like I have to reject people, and I'm hoping I'm not going to be the composer of said rejection letters. But um, I hope I hope they're given out with respect, and it's I just know. an interesting process that I'll probably blog about yeah. um, when I have time because it's like, well, I and again because I've, I think because I've received so many rejection letters in the past, never thought I would ever be adjudicating any of them. Hmm. So. I don't know. I don't know if I've sold out. I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You can, you can bring about change from the inside.
2: You know? Yeah. And it's also like when I, when I judge these pieces, like I know what I like and I know that we all have a bias too. Yeah. So yeah. So at least I can tell my students like, well, I can tell you how we do it, and we all do it remotely because mm-hmm. we obviously don't live next to each other, and we mm-hmm. all do it online now. Yeah, so,
3: which
1: I, I really, I appreciate those cool. online submissions. Like, say, save all that postage. Save the envelopes and the self-addressed. Oh. the, the self-address. Like, yeah. God.
2: Like, where's, where's my scribe? Oh, wait.
1: We don't
3: <laughs> have
2: them. Where's our assistant? Like, I want to be like Steiny. Get me a donut and go to the post office. No, yeah. don't have one. Don't have one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. With with it might it was that same piece I was talking about earlier that got rejected. I think it was another thing. Um, whatever the organization was, I totally forget. The 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 three there's three composers who were on the panel and two of them actually like put feedback for the pieces that you, if you like reached out, you could, you could find out what the judges had to say, which I always appreciate that when, you know, you can go to the organization and say, so what did they, you know, I don't need to know who said what, but Mm -hmm. what, what were, what did they, what did they think? And, uh, I forget who the, the, the third judge was, but one was like a jazz composer and the other one was like, major movie guy who I've heard speak before. Oh, and it's like, and okay. both of them were like, yeah, this is really bland. And we don't just like, basically we don't like this piece. We think it's like awful. I'm like, well, okay, I don't, that's do- not constructive. Yeah. It, yeah. It, A, it wasn't constructive. And B, I was just like, I, you, you don't work in like the world that I write, you know, like you're, you're over in jazz and I don't do that at all. And you're, right. you know, right. in, in, writing successful you know film scores and I'm not in that world and like I I also know your philosophy as a composer and it has nothing to do with mine so okay you're right yeah you didn't say anything you know constructive but also like I don't care (laughs) because we're not in the same world and and you're not no you're not going to like my music it's totally fine
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, um. So now that I'm on the other side of it, and can and can talk about. It, and in fact, I actually just wrapped one up yesterday, um, the day it was due. So I am just <laughs> like the best, best procrastinator. I was like, no, I got to do this. I got this. This might take a, a long. And we certainly had we like rated them one through ten, and there was an opportunity to give comments. I remember consciously thinking like. I could comment and I would get mm-hmm. constructive comments. I'll be like, in my opinion, this is this, or like the style is up, not up, like not current or mm-hmm. around measure session such, such. if there's a score provided, I could be like, I did get a little bored. get a little bored here. Maybe it's too mm-hmm. long. Like I would be happy to do that, but it was due yesterday. Like, I feel like I suck. And it was, mm-hmm. this was like on a volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. Like I'm happy to give feedback, but like just what you said, it was also still my opinion too. It doesn't, agree with me um mm-hmm. and actually speaking of comments so um my opera company actually did a call for scores mm-hmm. and we we picked some and we we're like working on producing them like we're not a 501c3 so like mm-hmm. it's a matter of funding at this point but yeah some of them we did reject and my librettist, my co-founder mm-hmm. did take the time to full-on comment like nice a- paragraph each i'm like but that is like a huge service you're doing to these composers as to why we didn't select them Mm -hmm. but at the weird like at the same time we also have composers get really angry so maybe even that's a future blog post they're like what are you talking about i disagree with you we're like right we get that you just
3: disagree
2: with us but i cannot even tell you how kendall took a lot of her time like Mm -hmm. just take like comments just take so so much time and I was like you're amazing to do this for us composers like no one else has ever done this but then it was like a weird treatment in return I think some of them did very much appreciate it Mm -hmm. and some of it had to do with like your opera's too big we're broke Mm -hmm. you know that happens (laughs) or like we can't really curate it or we have a problem with the story you know like
1: Um, uh oh I think we did we freeze again
2: (music) As, as creatives deal with rejection and some of us deal with it well some of us deal with it okay and some of us yeah. not so great
1: mm-hmm. yeah i've uh i i did i did a call for scores a couple of years ago and m- everybody handled it pretty well when we didn't choose their work but uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I, <laughs> trying to think i've had a little bit of like pushback from from some of the stuff that i've like rejected in the past, but not, but fortunately not too much. Oh,
2: okay, good. And I,
1: I haven't, I haven't done a call for scores. Like what, what was the last time we did that? 2009, I think. Quite a while. It's a
2: lot of work.
1: Oh my it's God, so much,
2: work. It's so much work.
1: Oh, it's, it's just, yeah. Like to, to put that out there, just like, just to write up the, the few paragraphs to go out to wherever and, and then you collect like if it comes to your email, it's still a lot of work. But if you have people mail stuff, holy hell, like you have to like keep it all in one place and then actually listen and review it. And it's so,
3: yep. uh-huh. so, so time uh-huh.
1: consuming. Like, I, I, yeah. I totally get, like, why, yeah, sometimes the projections, they're probably, like, they're probably up against the wire, too. You know, like they're 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 like, oh wait, we haven't touched this, and now we have to go through it and make our decisions because we said that we'd have this done by you know May first. And <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking that might be it because I think like people like us, we just were like, yeah, we can do all the things. We could do them. Oh we just need to coffee up, just like Beethoven, and we can yeah, totally yeah, do yeah.
1: it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so since we we just talked about uh you know, talking about nano i i i want to know i want to know about that uh i want to know yeah.
2: what, <laughs> i could Tell even i could even give you updates and i think you'd be the first to know so um so we we're a small very small opera company we started in cincinnati mm-hmm. um about four years old north american uh operas um mm-hmm. We tend to do operas probably like a half an hour or less. Mm-hmm. So you could actually do, um, we've done anywhere between five minute operas. Like my mm-hmm. friend Wes Flynn did an opera, like a little cute opera, which um, he based it on like the like a micro short story. Like he got yes. permission from the author of this micro short story. I'm like, oh, this cool. is great. To like bigger ones. We've maybe like, maybe fudge the 30 minute deadline a little bit like we mm-hmm. did do two 45 minute operas like two, mm-hmm. three years ago um, where they both had like queer themes to them. And so we were able to uh, perform them in the cabaret in Cincinnati, which was very cool. Um, and we, we do try to curate accordingly, but um, we realize kind of like a difficult thing is that if you do four shows you are dealing with four separate shows. Like we're like, yeah. oh, these are short operas, no big deal. Um <laughs> I think one year and now I'm sadly blinking on the name. We did two micro operas um with the same name and we realized that was confusing everyone. We're like, these are just two ten minute operas and like dealing with different rehearsal schedules and like mm-hmm. different singers are like, whoa, what's going on with that? But it's, um but yeah, so the latest production we did was kind of a joint production the Cincinnati Camerata and mm-hmm. Concert Nova and the Cincinnati Children's Choir are doing Jonathan Dove's Tobias and the Angels*. So a little nice. short, forty-five minute concert, which turned out really, really well. Nice. But um, yeah, we're we're hanging in there. We're um, <laughs>
3: good.
2: We are kind of like going. We're like reassessing. We're gonna. We're, we've exist. Oh, uh, sorry. We've existed for four years. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right. We need to get together and then see what works, what does not work. Mm-hmm. Kind of go from there. Yeah. Also, we need to push for five hundred one c three status, which is like. Yeah, I was I was talking to a friend of mine, a composer who now lives in Paris, and he was like, so wait, there's all this paperwork, and not only that, you have to pay $150, which can be very cost prohibitive. And he was yeah. like, dude, in, in, in Paris, we just have to like submit a form, and they say, okay. And I'm like, dude, I, I want to go to there. <laughs> that, And I want to take home. like People are like, bring back some souvenirs from Paris. And I'm like, like the Metro? Because like, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I will take the Metro any day and bring it back to central Ohio. That'd be amazing. Oh wait, I do that. Shit. <laughs> so, um, anyways, that's, that's where we're at right now. We're just, um, I guess like hanging in there and it hasn't killed us yet. It's, we just yeah, a little crazy, good. but, yeah. um, it's still going. It's mm-hmm. still going.
1: So uh, how, how, did, how did that come about? Uh, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, with the, the kind of emphasis on business, uh, you know, on, on the podcast, I, 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 I like you know the idea of like composers starting something that it can be vehicles for their own music, but also right. it, it it serves the the larger community and and like why mm-hmm. <laughs> you know which it, it's you know it's a good why.
2: So yeah, yeah. The why? Why? Why does Nanoworks exist? Well, it was rejection. Are we surprised? Mm -hmm. No, we're not. But uh, long story short, the um, Washington National Opera started like a new American Voices program, and I think Mm -hmm. that's what it's called. But they asked young composers, kind of discreetly, like they went to major conservatories and they asked Mm -hmm. professors, like, do you know of any composers that would be good for this? Like, pick three or four, Mm -hmm. move on, and like have these three or four composers write a proposal as to what they think like a good 20 minute American opera would be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. All right. So, um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this time I worked with for like over a decade now. And I'm like, Hey, we have this opportunity. They're asking for composer librettist pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be a great American opera? I was like, I don't know, like what stories you're brainstorming. And she's like the housing bubble. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm housing bubble and she's like yeah like um, we can make it so that we have like this college co-ed who uh, buys a house with their student loans for no money down
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nice.
2: I was like what that, that's, that's kind of hilarious mm-hmm. and supposedly Washington National Opera they really wanted something comedic um, so, so we went with that proposed it and we got rejected mm-hmm. I was a little bummed uh, my friend Doug got it and he worked with the libretta star Weinberg she's great like these are great people. So it's like cool, but like ultimately and you understand this as a composer like you just want your shit performed. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes you have these pieces where it's like you have they they must exist. Yeah. Like they they have to exist and so we're like dude, this is this is kind of a bummed like bum a crappy situation like so we're like eating reuben sandwiches and um i got a grant to go to the opera america conference at the time mm. it was my librettus and she was like dude we should start an opera company i'm like can we do that motion <laughs> work like and, and she's like no i think we can like we just need to find other composers just put a whole bunch of short operas kind of like a short story collection and put mm-hmm. them into an evening yeah and do it so that's that's pretty much how it got started. Like I ultimately wanted my opera the bubble performed. Yeah. And so I was like you just you just say screw it and you just mm-hmm. like do it yourself. Yeah. Um one of these days maybe I could like orchestrate it. You know, it has very much like a brechtian um feel to it, but um yeah, you know, you just try to you try to do it yourself and with mm-hmm. this entrepreneurial spirit, you also try to get really economically savvy. Really. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Hey guys, just show up in business suits. You guys have business suits because we can't pay for them. <laughs> or
3: like, you know,
2: you, yeah. you realize things like, let's say, poker tables are very light and transportable, but they work <laughs> as a table. You know, think little things like that. But um, yeah. that was pretty. That's pretty much the genesis of NanoWorks. Nice. Um, and just we thought we'd like help composers out too. Yeah, you know, while we're there, and actually, like, we ended up producing um, the the opera, A Game of Hearts, the the short opera that my friends uh, Dara and Doug. Composed. We're like, hey, this is twenty minutes. It got a premiere at Washington National Opera. That's cool. We'd like mm-hmm. to do it. We'd like mm-hmm. to have the Ohio premiere, the Midwest yeah.
1: premiere, or something. Yeah. So, um,
2: so we're all about helping people out as best we can.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It can be. It can be really, really hard to, to do everything that you really want to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and
2: uh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I, was gonna say, I, I ran a, a concert series from two thousand six to 2010 ish. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, part of that was I'm going to write a new piece and I'm going to have it, you know, have a new premiere on every concert because I can, but also like, I'm going to make sure that my friends have performances of new works and I can just say, Hey, you know, we're going to do piano trios, uh, in October. Uh, you want to write one or do you have one? And yeah,
2: yeah. Send it on over. Yeah, definitely, um, and that's that's the other thing too. Like, what I find interesting is people are like, "You're an opera composer." I'm like, I think I've written two short operas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes me an es- expert, but at the same time, it's like I can't fill up the whole concert with with operas. I mean, yeah. I have I have to teach kids. I have to mm-hmm. be like, no, don't piss off your players, guys. <laughs> like, I have to be that person, that mm-hmm. that adult. Um, but you know, I would like to still. my own projects too so i think it's like it's a great opportunity it's like well if i happen to have singers who are available in the same time and same place yeah and if they're cool with new music and they like to create roles then by all means awesome
1: yeah yeah it's sort of everybody wins there which i Mm -hmm. I just love that um and i like that um you did uh what was the what was the, the the opera you mentioned um by Doug uh,
2: a game of hearts yeah yes.
1: I, I do, like doing that a second time I mean how often do we get a second performance
2: oh I, I know mean, actually the, the, the librettist I worked with with um my Paula Dean opera Krispy Creams and Butter Queens mm. she says in theater in theater there's a saying where they said the second performance is the hardest one to get mm. first yeah. one not as hard but it's like that second performance and yeah that's absolutely true
1: yeah it's absolutely I, true I have this this dream and I'm I'm not gonna fulfill it anytime soon because I'm t- too busy. But I would love to have another like start up another concert series and have it be like the sloppy second series where it's just that's
3: or, awesome.
1: Like do second, third performances like those subsequent, you know, like everybody wants a premiere. And you know, like doing doing our series, like, yeah, we were really like, Oh, it's a premiere. Yeah, we want we want these premieres and like what, what about a second performance I would love to let do something to give you know give people that 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 second thing that
2: yeah and <laughs> if you're like you have the same people it's like it will be better do you know what yeah. I'm saying there is like no performance practice with just mm-hmm. like once premiered works yeah you know so um yeah I'm all about hearing pieces again like yeah, it I... just needs to happen I know mm-hmm. no I know you know
1: yeah we uh (laughs) oh the the pain of that oh it happened once and it oh it happened once (laughs) you know like maybe
2: don't get me wrong like for those who are tuning in who are not composers i like my premieres i do Mm, dress up pretty yeah yeah i go to rent the runway and i get a (laughs) dress for it but anyways yes second performances are great too and needed
1: yeah they're they're (laughs) oh we need more of them um so let's see where we're we're at we're at, an, we're at a half an hour here so good mm-hmm. we're we're good on time um is there more that that you want to say about NanoWorks at all
2: um yeah so like with uh the idea of like kind of reassessing and then also like another thing with the opera company is that um i kind of assumed i wouldn't get an academic job like mm-hmm. uh, the whole concept of like composers who go on to graduate school, which I think is still a good idea. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, the job market is as such where it's like, I can't, it doesn't guarantee you a job in academia no. specifically. You know? like, And you're seeing a lot more composers who are doing like the composer performer thing or they're mm-hmm. writing or they're gigging and they're just kind of like freelancing and putting it all together and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because like yes I teach undergrads but I also know other different like undergrads too and they're like what do you think about grad school and so I have to be like well why did you go to school to begin with like Mm -hmm. why why did you know, what did you want to do to further your education? You guys know, talking to yeah. them about that. But anyways, long story short with that, I didn't think I would get a, um, an academic job like mm-hmm. ever. I didn't think, I didn't think it'd be possible in that you'd have to be kind of lucky. I mean, I'm, I have like, a lot of teaching experience. I think that's what helped me, but you, you just never know. And especially like with committees, you know, you might have a committee with like a jazz composer and a film mm-hmm. score person. You just don't know. They might just, you might just think boring and it's nothing personal. It's just their opinion. So um, anyways, um, at the time I was working at, as an adjunct at Northern Kentucky university. And I'm like, you know, I want to do this project. Um, I want to be like, we're in Cincinnati has a lot of young singers mm-hmm. and we can like pull our resources and stuff like that. And I thought that I'd be doing like the nanoworks saying, being a grant writer, and then mm-hmm. also working adjunct at, at NKU. Um, and then I did get this job. And I remember mm-hmm. during my interview, one of the students was like, how can you be an artistic director company? and, uh, you know, be a professor full time. And I said, well, my co-founder says I'm fired. Like I can't <laughs> absolutely do it. And it's been kind of true. It's been like, I wish I could be more involved. Um, mm-hmm. I've definitely been a producer. Like I've definitely been funding this out of my pocket. The good thing about having a full-time job is I can more or less fund it, but then mm-hmm. I'm still broke a little bit, yeah. but long story short, we're actually thinking about moving the opera company closer. To where I work it would just be a little bit easier and I'd have more access to resources it's amazing like when I graduated from my graduate school Mm -hmm. institute like I could still pool the singers but you know once you leave a place you're just not as in touch of who's there um Mm -hmm. access to buildings has been you know, or free access. Let let me, let me phrase it. I'm sure if I had funds, I could Mm -hmm. be like, I need this spot. And they're like, you have money. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I I don't have a lot of money. So that's one thing we're thinking. We're thinking about moving it to Columbus. So it's a little bit more centrally located. We've Mm -hmm. had to work with singers outside of Cincinnati in the past and they've been wonderful. But in Columbus, we can still access Cincinnati. We can still access, um, Cleveland, maybe even Chicago, maybe even Pittsburgh, something Mm -hmm. we're discussing right now um, when we're trying to like take a step back and be like, where are we at? Mm -hmm. Do we push for 501 C3? Do we raise $150? Yeah. Things like that. So, um, again it hasn't killed us it hasn't been worth it i think it has been um has it been super stressful yes 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 think twice think twice (laughs) before doing it (laughs) think twice (laughs) i i was actually thinking like supposedly there's this tidbit that the handle started his own opera company and Mm -hmm. then he folded it and part of me is like Mm. yeah okay yeah Yeah. okay i haven't failed it quite yet but if i do (laughs) So be it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll add it to the blog, you know, a little bit <laughs> fodder for something, you know, but it's, it's still going. Um, we're just, we're just trying to figure out how big or how small we need to be mm-hmm. and uh, how to go on in the future. Yeah.
1: I, I think that's for, for any sort of endeavor like this, that's really important to, after a couple of years, sit down and take stock and say, all right, what are we? And and what do yes. what do we want to be and what are we capable of? Um mm-hmm. I, I I know some companies that that you know need to do that. That you know, they're 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 not they don't know where, where they are, what they are, they're trying to do everything. It's like you can't.
2: No, like, no. And can't. like here's here's the thing, like, you know, starting an opera company in theory sounds fun and exciting. And it <laughs> is fun and exciting. I also learned a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I learned how singers work. I learned, you know, I remember going to like very small opera productions with a pianist and a singer and mm-hmm. I'm an inter- uh, an instrumentalist, a pianist by training going like, why do you need a conductor there? And I get why, like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Like, I'm sorry, singers. I'm sorry, I didn't trust you. I get it. It's like, you <laughs> need to know. When you're like, you don't like just memorize the tunes. You have to think about breathing and diction mm-hmm. and like how you're going to breathe when you are be like all these different things so i have mad respect for singers and conductors and all the people who put it in an opera production and now that i know like everything that like needs to happen i go like okay and i have a limited amount of time i'm like okay now i know we need to retweak some things even like going to the mission statement it's like do we need to be more specific do we Mm -hmm. are we more inclusive like we just need to take a step back and reassess so we can be stronger in the future
1: yeah yeah and I'm, i'm i'm sure that that being a part of like the administrative side of things, it probably affects the way you write for, for that, in terms of like the forces, in terms of the length of the story, just thinking about, all right, where is it gonna be set? Because do we wanna pay for the sets? And you know, what are the costumes? Do we wanna deal with costumes and props. And like right now, I'm, I'm gonna be starting an opera very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the librettist and I were like, all right, we want this to be able to go into a black box and not have to worry about all you know just do we do we need complicated sets no because you know we we won't get that second performance because it's right. it would be too right. too damn expensive
2: ikea is Wonderful. She is great. <laughs> um, and, and and you know, if you think, oh, things are cheaply made, well, at least we can, like, take them apart and maybe put them back together M- again. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. Maybe. Um, I'll tell you one thing that's affected our opera company um, or, like, from the composer's point of view, mm-hmm. and maybe you can speak a little bit about this. Like, we have a hard time hiring guys. We really do. Mm-hmm. Like, there are more women who are mm-hmm. more willing, or at least my experience, I could be wrong. We've worked with wonderful guys in the past don't get yeah, me wrong yeah. it's just um i have to admit we did a triptych of operas by uh daniel felsenfeld okay, and yeah. they were yeah they were um female monodramas and i'm yes. like yes, yes mm-hmm. like one person
1: i've i've seen two of them
2: Like or anything like that you know we can just deal with one singer who does her own show do you know what i'm saying yeah, and yeah. it's just been easier to cast and uh, I noticed when we were doing my housing bubble, my I wrote for a uh, the the college student is a female character who's mm-hmm. a mute character. She doesn't sing. She's supposed to be like a dancer, what have you, like a silent film. But I, I had like all four of them were male singers, and I remember going like, "Oh my god, there are less tenors in the world."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. I don't I don't know if he had anything to say about that, but that's just <laughs> what I've kind of noticed. And we're kind of, like, looking at operas, we're like, how many characters do we have? Which is always a factor in any yeah. opera, hiring and then paying them or trying to yeah, pay them. Absolutely. But just, it's just easier to find sopranos. I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, uh, well, when I was in undergrad, you know, I mean, I was a I was a double major in composition and voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I I knew all the singers. Uh, you know, we we hung out. And yeah, like, with with the, the it was either the men were there were like a handful of like men who were like into opera and the rest were like training to be a teacher and they they weren't going to do you know like yeah there's a definite a, a real shortage and I've seen a lot of articles on on Facebook lately people are sharing uh stuff like composers who are writing opera please write more female roles because it's you know like the you know like sopranos like they want they, they, they want to do more work and right. know, they're, they're competing for, for fewer roles and to right. have something, you know, like it, it can't all be Billy Bud, <laughs> you know, where it's just, Oh, Oh, it's all right. men. And, Great.
2: Right. And like, furthermore, and this is something that, um, definitely my co-founder has been, I've been talking about is that when you think about operatic roles for women, how many good characters do you have? I don't know. Like, are they, are they dying of tuberculosis? Mm -hmm. Are they dying? Actually, are they, why are, why are so many female characters dying? And that's like for (laughs) a different discussion to begin with, but I think they also want cool roles. So, yeah, um, I know my libretta is the same person, obviously. And I've, I've been approached by a small opera company in uh, Detroit where she's like, I'm going to apply for a grant. I want to make sure you guys get paid. Let's mm-hmm. do an opera about Amelia Earhart. I want a strong character. Nice. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we get money because she'd yeah, like yeah, to yeah. pay me and I would like to get paid, but I also yeah. get it. It sounds like a fun project. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This opera that I'm doing, doing Like I-, I was very like, I, I wrote the story. Um, and then Lebrecht cool. took it from there, um, and and yeah, I was like, okay, let's make sure that the the women outnumber the men. You know, it's only five singers, so it's like three women, two men. That I can tell the story with with that, and do some double casting to to keep it like really economical. Um, right. But now it's it's a lot. Of, yeah, it's it does seem to be a lot easier to find women singers for for opera, and it's like, yeah, there should there should be more stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: i mean and that being said i hope i hope it changes i hope there are like more guys in the future who want to do
1: it so yeah
2: i'm trying not i'm not trying to be like gender oriented i'm just telling you what i've seen over the past four years and that's, yeah. that's my limited
1: experience so mm-hmm. there you have it it's a it's a it's a practical consideration and and you know we kind of need to keep that in mind sometimes to make sure that you know it, it's just harder to cast
2: yep mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um Want, there was something in there that I wanted to, to, to go off on and I've already forgotten what it was. I should be writing these things down as I talk. Um writes ah. <laughs> uh,
2: things down. I know.
1: <laughs> I have a pen though. Um <laughs> I'm prepared. I just didn't do it. Um oh uh if, if you do end up moving the company um to to Columbus, uh talk to me. I can I can hook you up with some people in like Pittsburgh who are very That'd be
2: great. Cool, cool. I will I'll definitely keep you posted. Yeah, yeah, that. definitely.
1: Um then yeah, I would I, I would like try to pitch my opera to to, to nano works, but it's gonna be at least an hour. So <laughs> it's a little little beyond the scope of what you do.
2: <laughs> oh well you know what Oh, dude, just send it anyway. You just you just have to <laughs> sing in it because you're a guy.
3: <laughs> you have
2: to stay on the struggle. So um, um, no, actually, seriously, send it. Send it my way. Why not?
3: Cool, yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, we're I'll gonna bring it to my now.
2: to my board, and we'll you know. We'll be honest with you if, if we find it boring, we'll let you know. Good, good,
3: good, um, good. you
2: you know, at least maybe I'll do it over a drink. I'll be like, I'm sorry, but here's some bourbon, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm <something>. like, okay.
3: <laughs> give me don't, just don't give me two or three better. before, yeah. before yeah. you give me the fair, bad news. Fair, 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 <laughs> definitely fair.
1: Yeah, uh, cu- then, a couple of years ago, um, back to criticism and, and 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 saying things are boring, um, uh, I i showed a big orchestra piece to a, a mentor of mine. And, you know, we're sitting in his apartment and I'm playing the MIDI at him. And at a certain point, he just, he got a little bit perturbed and he said, I'm bored right now. I'm bored. Like, Dennis, why are you boring me? And I was like, oh shit. And, you know, it was, it was in Sibelius and he's, he's never the type to, to be like about, about anything.
3: Whoa. And uh,
1: I was like, oh, well, Wait, I think I, I think I know. And since we are in Sibelius, he got up and went to the bathroom, and I just like cut out a couple of just beats. And I was like, "What do you think of this now?" And he said, "Nope, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good. Good job." <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> like sometimes, awesome. sometimes oh, the difference geez. between boring and not boring, <laughs> boring is just, "Oh yeah, drop a drop a beat out of there." It's no, just,
2: it's it's um, so true. Where it's like I feel like actually when I teach my students, I'm like, and why don't you add a formata here? Cut this out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I'm bored here, but it's an easy fix. Slow it down, speed it up. Mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I gave a, a, a private lesson couple of months, like uh, back in February, one of the first private lessons I've ever given. And it was really, really fun. Uh, I, I want to do it more. And yes, the, you should, you should. it's sort of like a kind of, kind of a beginning composer. And, uh, you know, he, he had some really nice ideas, but mm-hmm. he was very 4-4 four, four, just and th- things hanging out, like hanging out for a while. It's like, can, can we change this to a 3-4? Just move mm-hmm. it a little bit and mm-hmm. he, like the heavens opened up like
2: he it's so satisfying i'm like you just do this and they're like dude that's exactly what i meant to do i'm like that's cool they're like thank you i'm like it's my job yeah. and i want to be okay. like oh my god so. <laughs> 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 <sighs>
3: oh.
1: so since you're coming up on on 50 minutes here um and we talked a little bit last week um on on the phone about this collective that you you are now a part of and i think those are are really great and you've you've sort of like that got my um my brain going about maybe mm-hmm. do, doing something like that as well uh so t- tell 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 us about that i i, I want to know your involvement and, and and how that works for you guys
2: so um, it's, it's kind of, okay, so the collective itself is not that new. It's called Adjective Collective, mm-hmm. and it's started by my friends uh, Jamie and Andrew, who are both composers. Jamie is also a bassoonist composer. And part of the reason why they started the collective is because they, too, were doing concert series. And also mm-hmm. Jamie has been doing a lot of extensive research on extended techniques for bassoon. Okay, So she already has a book out, like, with, like, all the multiple. Mm-hmm. School of graduate school assistants who were testing out multiphonics, And I was like, bless your heart. I don't even know like how your cats dealt with that. Like, <laughs> cool, right? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. recording them and doing that. So it was kind of like a, a publishing company. And then they decided recently, about a year ago, to expand yeah. it. And they're like, we would like to help other composers out. And specifically, like I've always been wary about publishing my music. Mm-hmm. I think like John Mackey on his blog has mentioned a couple times and I just like as someone who would just I would like to get paid for what I do. Like why mm-hmm. not? I know I'm not gonna get paid much, but just get, you know, support myself. So I don't have to yeah. like take some other gig that makes me unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um but that they wanted to kind of have a publishing company where it was very much a composer focused, where mm-hmm. we get to keep our own copyright, keep our own publishing rights. Like I asked specifically I have the right to like go to duplicating on campus where I work and just print mm-hmm. myself a score she's like yeah not a problem it's nice. not a problem but like helping out with other things like um, I have a few large ensemble pieces mm-hmm. and um, I was very thankful like the University of Toledo had me recently and I just more or less signed on to the collective and that I was able to have somebody like get my get my house in order like you know that's great. Hey, so, can you print out some large ensemble things? And, oh, wait, you have an intern that, like, you know, my parts are more or less ready to go. They're just on a different page size, but just, like, make it seem like a really professional front. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, like, yes, talk to my publisher and deal with her, yeah. and then she'll get the music shipped out. And it was, it was great, and Jamie's been wonderful. And they're trying to slowly expand that, but furthermore, just, like, have a, a collective where we. All support each other too. So yeah. yes, we might be writing blog posts on the Adjective website.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we might also, let's say, I was thinking with the um, sixth grade band piece. Like the reason why I was able to get that contact with Mason Middle School mm. is through my friend Rob Deemer, who's also now.
3: Yeah. This
2: like you know, if the band director wants another composer who might be into this, I can go to the collective. And he was even saying. Um, part of the reason why he liked that he was commissioning me was that um, he wanted young girls to see that I was a composer, which is yeah. like, oh my God, mm-hmm. that's like amazing, but that's important. Good. And I can say, like, hey, I'm part of this collective. You worked with Rob before. Pick any of these composers. I have like 100% mm-hmm. faith in them. And yeah. then you can select uh, like some of them too. And there are other women in this collective too. So we're mm-hmm. we're just there to kind of support each other and help, nice. you know, help us get gigs and whatnot.
1: Nice, yeah I, I i like i like when composers like share resources like that. Oh, you know, it's like, so
2: important, just, yeah.
1: You know, and and re- resources being mainly contacts and you know, just like who do you know? What what groups have you worked with? And and can can you just like you know to to say to a, to a group, oh yeah, th- this person over here, they're really great. You should work with them because mm-hmm. it 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 means so much to everybody involved. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. yeah. And it doesn't hurt you, <laughs> it, yeah, you know. It it, really it, like, it, it, yeah. Your you, you, people's estimation of you, like, actually goes up if you if if you can put together like this. This group would like that composer, like, yeah. That maybe they're not going to perform your stuff. I think that mm-hmm. that's like a worry with some of this. Like, some. I think some of us get this feeling of like we're competing, uh, but we're yeah. We're
2: and not. you know that that's unfortunate. Like. Because I think you need to band together um yeah. and like help each other out and we'll still we're composers. The comp- the competition will still be there. Oh yeah. oh don't don't get yeah. me wrong. Like that's oh, yeah. not going away. Yeah. And yeah there's exactly. like healthy competition, but at the same time exactly. it's like you know um again like i already got this commission it's time for another person like i know of other people or maybe yeah. they in turn will hook me up with a gig or even like since i have this band piece and rob Deemer has this other band piece i was mm-hmm. like look this is a sixth grade band piece that i actually like and the kids actually like which mm-hmm. dang like i'm, I'm kind of thrilled i can't wait to hear them yeah. perform it um i'm like can we start an edu- education? And she's like, oh yeah, no. Andrew's been thinking about that. Like nice. we just, you know, so it's not like I go by myself to the Midwest clinic and mm-hmm. be like, I have a sixth grade band piece. At least maybe we can like chip in some money and rent a table because yeah. it's Midwest and it's like really expensive in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we can be like, here are a collection of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff like that, I think is just healthy to help each other out in that respect.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I love the idea of like using the collective to, to like get all of your stuff at at a conference of some sort, you know, like if everybody has exactly. choral stuff or most of you in the group have choral stuff, go to ACDA, you know, if exactly. uh, you know, a bunch of chamber yes. music, go to chamber music America, like get, get it, like pool your, like pool some resources, you know, like go together, get a hotel room and you know, get your table and put in the FaceTime together.
2: Absolutely. And what I also like about being able to do that with the FaceTime Together too is that I don't wanna be typecast as a composer. Like I think it's mm-hmm. cool that some people see me as an opera composer, but I don't I never ever want a hundred percent folks like creatively make me die. Yeah. And so therefore it's gonna take me longer, let's say the next time I write a choral piece. I don't know, I have I have a couple of ideas, mm-hmm. but I'd like people to approach me and I have other projects I want to do. So mm-hmm. it's going to take me a few years to like have a collection of coral pieces or maybe mm-hmm. even a collection of sixth grade band works. I don't know, yeah. but you know, being as private collective, I can still market things along with other people and we all mm-hmm. go home happy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting uh, that you say, what you say about like not wanting to be sort of pigeonholed, Mm-hmm. Um, I think your audio sort of skips for a second uh, on my end so correct me if I if, if I misheard this that you, you don't want to be just known as like the opera composer or just known yes as, okay yeah like, yes. I, that's that I I feel very much the same way too I know some people who are like I I am a choral composer and that's which is that's cool I, and that's great yes yeah.
3: totally awesome yeah, yeah props
2: I,
1: props dude yeah I know it, it's it yeah look and that, that speaks to like, what do you want to do? What, you know, do, do mm-hmm. what you love. And if if it, choral music is what you absolutely love, do it. Band music is yeah. what you love, do it. Film, mm-hmm. you know, film, whatever, mm-hmm. like, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I had to really, really kind of do some soul searching uh, a couple of years ago. I realized that uh, a private teacher that I'd had for a couple of years mm-hmm. he he had really pushed for for me not to be pigeonholed and that you know that was sort of the, the word that he kept using was pigeonholed as a composer and right. and i and i had to like stop and say like okay there are people who know me Primarily as a choral composer, or people who know me primarily as a vocal composer, right. you know. Despite the fact that mm-hmm. I do actually have quite a few chamber pieces, and I'm you know building my catalog of of larger works, um, but there are also some people who who know me just as a singer, and mm-hmm. a, a subset of those, you know, only know me as a cabaret singer, which is a thing that I don't do very often. But it it's a Whoa, thing that they God. you know and like I I kind of had to, I came to terms with all of that. I was like, okay, I'm happy to like. I don't don't want to ultimately overall be pigeonholed, but I know that there's like segments of the population. Like, yeah, okay, these people in Virginia, they they know that I'm a composer. They know that that's like, like the Virginia Virginia Center for the Creative Arts. Like whenever I go there, I try to go every few years. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they know I'm a composer. That's how I, you know, apply. And that's what I talk about. But every Saturday I do a cabaret show. And so uh, the other artists, like who are there they know i'm a composer but they they talk about me as a cabaret mm-hmm. singer because that's what they actively see. Um, I see and it's it yeah like i had to figure out do do i want to just go the choral route or you know j- or just like voice based or no mm-hmm. i i really do love writing the chamber music and the large ensemble works so. right but yeah like it took some soul searching to like figure out is this is this my idea or is this something that that teacher like got yeah. into my head
2: right and I don't know I, you know I, like, the the genesis of it you may never know but you yeah know, as long as you're thinking about it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and again it's it actually coming back and reassessing is it yeah. still what Want to be doing now is the time to be a choral composer. I don't know. I think it's just very important for all of us artists out there to mm-hmm. just reassess where we're at. Yeah. Just like, are we happy? Is this working? Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I think yeah. We get this this sense. Um, when you know, when I was an undergrad, I, my idea of what a composer does is was sort of an old old. Well, actually, not that old of a, an idea, but the idea of you you get your your Bachelors, you get your master's, you get your doctorate, and then you teach. That was that was what I thought you did, and that was what I was going to do. And then I didn't get into grad school right away. Mm-hmm. Like nobody helped me with my portfolio, so <sighs> I I sent. I mean, I applied all over the place, and, and yeah. I'm so embarrassed that I sent in like single sided, you know, like terribly engraved scores that were just paper clipped together. You know, I didn't oh. I didn't know
0: about binding. You yeah, didn't know. Nobody taught me that.
2: Stuff. They don't. They don't like. Sometimes they just don't teach you those things. No, yeah. I know. Like in my studio, I'm like, you're going to tell you how to do it. You're going to speak in front of an audience. I'm going to tell you how to do that. And your scores are going to look pretty and not look like that hot mess you just put in front of. Oh face. yeah. So
1: yeah, I I was like after after undergrad, I came to the city and studied privately for a few years. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that teacher, um, he, it drove me up the wall for the first couple of months. Um. But he would say, All right, you, you just brought in a disgusting looking score. We are going to fix the engraving before we talk about any of the actual music. And you know, I felt like you we're wait you're wasting like 15, 20 minutes of my time. But no, like now now I actually like I make money to, like engraving scores yep. for people. Yep. Like that that still helped me in, in other ways. But like yeah. Now now I can like apply to things and not totally embarrass myself. <laughs> but uh I
2: feel you, I feel you.
1: But yeah, I thought that, that was that was the path that you go is boom, 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 mm-hmm. and then you teach. And and I'm and I'm glad that I didn't like that that the world conspired against that happening. Um, because it it made me like take stock. You know, I started the the concert series and I was performing, you know, I'm like mm-hmm having you know commissions and performances and i'm singing in in new york and i'm like wait wait wait, wait, wait. like i i i like this like i like this yes. i think better than the other route you know it it it's totally what some people you know that's what they want is what they should do do that but i had to like sit and 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 take stock and every so often i have to like sit and take stock again and say all right how, how do we tweak this like what because what you know what does success look like for me? What 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 are my what are my goals? What what am I really after here?
2: Indeed, very cool.
1: Cool. Well, we are we're right at the hour mark. So um, shall we wrap this wrap this up? Yeah.
3: Yes, let's cool. do that.
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. So uh, tell us, uh, but before before we sign off, um, where where we can find you on on the series of tubes?
2: Yeah, so I do have my own website at www.jenniferjolly.com. My blog is whycompose.com. And yes, I'm finally blogging again, which is great. So it's not collecting dust. (laughs) Um, You can find me on the Facebooks or the Twitter. Mm
3: -hmm. It was definitely
2: a thing. I I don't think it's hard to find me, but um, those are the places you can find me.
1: Good. good. Hopefully, I'll get back into Twitter and we can we can continue conversations there. I need, I feel like. Sounds I great. Do... So well, thank...
2: I understand these things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other conversation for another time. Um, so, thank thank you very much for for doing this, and uh, I'll hopefully talk to you soon.
2: Sounds great. All right. Cool. See you then.
1: See you.
0: You can find show notes for this week's episode along with links to jen's website and blog as well as nanoworks opera and adjective new music at musicpublishingpodcast.com slash mpp2 join me next week as i talk with chris Cresswell on mental health for artists this has been the music publishing podcast thanks for listening